guys? Welcome to my personal development course. Guys, this is the emotional bank account. For those of you who do not know me, first and foremost, born and raised in Las Vegas. Uh, some of you have already seen that I have created several courses before that pertains to the English language learning realm, pronunciation, obviously. But that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone into personal development at the beginning of 2016. So my journey, especially living here in Thailand, I knew that I was going to have to overcome some things in terms of my limited beliefs about myself, which society had imposed on me at the time. So being here again as an African-American in Asia is extremely difficult. So what I had to do, and I didn't even know this before, but of course, I came across the movie The Secret. I bought The Magic Book by Rhonda Byrne back in 2014. Uh, in 2015, I had bought a couple of others, but I still wasn't changing my overall paradigm. I heard the less round. I heard the motivational videos. I did some research after going into Bob Proctor and a couple of other things. But again, there was still no change happening until I bought that Napoleon Hill's Law of Success, which is right over there. And... This is when the paradigm shift began. So going into, you know, Napoleon Hill's, uh, what is it? The Law of Success, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, How to Win and Influence People, um, you know, Gary Vee, although that's more about uh, content creation, Dale, uh, what is it? Darren Hardy's Compound Effect. These books began to like guide me in different directions you know lisa nichols abundance now that had to happen probably in early 2017 and then there of course was stephen covey's seven habits of highly effective people now this book was a game changer as it was for the likes of lisa nichols and so many other people out there and the circle of concern the circle of influence the emotional bank account these podcasts that i have done uh you know empathic listening people have really, really loved it. There was someone that reached out to me on LinkedIn and added me on all other social media platforms. He lives out there in Ho Chi Minh City, which isn't too far from where I am. And he said, man, I really love it. I've been looking for information on, you know, Stephen Covey's, uh, you know, what is it? Stephen Covey's Seven Habits and whatnot. And I found you. I'm so happy. And he gave me, you know, different, you know, he asked me different questions and whatnot. So I was so excited about that because I realized that I had found a specific niche market. And over the course of those ensuing three years, okay, coming after the first time I had released the emotional bank account and a couple of other ones, not only did those podcasts hit, but the blogs have hit too. A lot of people love the emotional bank account. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to have to dive deeper into this, into this topic that is so highly sought after because people want to increase their relationships in some shape or form. But because they don't know the specific techniques and, you know, what six areas and what six deposits can I make on someone, you know, whereas I can build up that trust. Well, it depends. If the trust has already been taken and you're trying to build it up right now, instead of, uh, you know, there could be a number of different things which I'm going to be covering in this course. And because this is the basic and this is the basis of it, I want to speak about, of course, what the emotional bank account is. So it's a metaphor, okay? And it's basically the amount of trust that you build up in a relationship. So again, if you are a, a selfless 
I wouldn't say selfless, but if you are a human being that loves to make deposits such as like courtesy, kindness, doing different things for people to build up that trust account within the individual's mind, of course, metaphorically speaking, in the emotional bank account, these are called deposits. The more of a trust, the better. Now, let me give you an example of some deposits, and then I'm going to go into the opposite of those deposits, and these are the insincere ones. So when it comes to making these types of deposits, right, I had, I was working with a colleague at the time who would all, who wouldn't always come in, but let's just say comes in about once or twice a month on a specific day, and he gives chocolate to everyone. He gives chocolate to the staff, he gives chocolate to these people, the teachers, but the same teachers that he actually gives the chocolate to, he goes so far to flip it after that person leaves and says a whole bunch of things that are completely opposite of what he was doing. It's kind of like the Mahatma Gandhi, right? What Mahatma Gandhi thought and spoke, he did. But when it came to this specific teacher, he thought one thing, spoke another, and did something complete opposite. But the follow-up after that, the speaking, was completely opposite of what he had spoken about before. Guys, this is called distrust. This is how you build up a distrust account is what I'm going to call it. Because if you are not sincere about the kindness and everything and who you are as an individual, it will show sooner or later. So I know deep down inside that I am a very grateful human being, that I love to hold doors open and whatnot. And so sometimes there are, uh, I heard, let, let me give you an example here at my condominium. I normally do not pay attention to the people around here because again, it's just none of my business. But I heard a couple of people speaking uh, on the elevator just recently. Uh, and they were going down the elevator and they were speaking English. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, they're speaking English. I'm going to let them go first. So I held the elevator open. I looked at them, they looked at me and they said, thank you very much with a big smile. Because I know that those specific individuals haven't known the language or wherever they are from, um, they're going to give that gratitude. Although that's kind of building up the expectation. But normally with Thai women from Thailand, I normally never do that because I know that, am, is that within who I am? I'm talking about my bio. After all the years of going through the things I've had to go through in this country, do I really mean it to hold a door open for someone or do I do it with a hidden agenda with wrongful intent? See, there are a lot of different things that we're going to have to cover within this. So guys, going back into trust accounts, right? If you make these deposits on a regular basis, whether you're doing this at work, within your household, your sons, your daughters, your grandparents, or um, what is it? Your, your relationships, your friendships, whatever it may be. The communication will be high, okay? The trust will be high. Everything will be easy. It could be creative. It could be effective. However, if you're one of those people who show discourtesy, cut people off, disrespect, what happens is everything becomes arbitrary. And then what happens after that is, again, the trust account, like I said, which would be high on one hand, would be very low on the other hand, right? And so a lot of things have a tendency of building up after that, such as like arguments. I'm going to give you an example of this. Now, when it comes to my family, my brother, I was so scared at one point to even give my opinion on certain subjects because I know my brother would be against it. 
I knew that it would spark an argument. And normally when I spark an argument, okay, or when an argument happens with my brother, it becomes physical because he has no way of controlling his emotions, right? It's kind of like, again, rage. So what happens is my trust account with him is very, very low. It's completely overdrawn. And what happens is when it's overdrawn, hey, those withdrawals happen. It's kind of like, you know, the slamming of the doors. You know, your children, they go, they hide out in their bedrooms and they don't say anything to you. You know, you're, uh, when you're laying down with your spouse or your girlfriend, they have a tendency of giving you a cold shoulder and not even like, you, you know, speaking to you whatsoever. Um, you know, there are one to two to three word responses within a relationship, right? So if I go into work one day, because my intuition is so good, I know when someone isn't happy with their life, right? So when I do, when I actually come across someone, I feel that energy. Now, I didn't build that up. It builds up within me. I don't know if it was through personal development or being around so many people or being in countries around the world, but I know when someone is not content. So if I go into work today, for example, and I say, hello, how you doing? And she just goes, fine. I'm like, immediately, I know what's going on here. Okay, let me back off. Okay. But I know that the trust account is high. So me, I'm not backing off saying, oh my God, she's very angry. Let me go. Let me probe. Okay, which is something I'm going to be discussing also in the ensuing videos. Let me probe and keep asking them, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Because then a blow up can happen. So me, I just back off. And when that person is willing and open and they're ready to talk, they can. But sometimes this goes one week to three months out of a time. This happened happened on a routine basis with one of the managers I had worked with. You know, one day she could be like, hello, AJ, how are you? And the next day she just doesn't say anything. I would say hello. She'd look at me and look down. I'm like, here we go. Here goes the one to three month ignore, right? So these are called suspect relationships, right? These can happen in organizations, families, marriages, work relationships. Like I just gave you an example. Friendships, you name it. And so in saying that, guys, how can you avoid this? Obviously by making continual deposits. Something that needs a continual deposit is the majority of relationships, especially marriages, right? You need to continuously build up those deposits because, again, it could deteriorate very, very easily, right? So if we look at it this way, instead of, you know, having a very rich and a very open, spontaneous, you know, communication, what ends up becoming like, it, it ends up becoming accommodation, and what is accommodation? Well, that, hey, you know what? You're just living two independent lifestyles underneath the roof. And when that's happening, hey, this is when the slamming of the doors happen, right? This is when, you know, the defensiveness happens, the verbal battles, the refusal to talk, all these different things, the constant arguments. You guys know this. You guys have possibly been a part of it. Most relationships are like this. And it's because, hey, well, communication is no longer open. It's closed. And it's because... It could be a variety of different reasons, but what can you do, right? The old deposits in a relationship, they have a tendency of evaporating. So you're going to have to put new ones in. And again, I'm going to show you six regular deposits and how you can actually do this too. So it's kind of like we're parents, you know, out here on, in this, on the sky train, as a matter of fact. Uh, there, uh, I see a number of different families in the morning because basically what the parent does, she goes to work somewhere around 
I don't know the station that I get off at in the inner, inner city, but they also travel with their children because there are probably three to four big, big schools, you know, along that train route, just about four stations away from here. But when the child is trying to get the attention of the mother and the mother's kind of like just giving her the cold shoulder, she's basically saying, okay, and, you know, given that withdrawal, she's not making a deposit, she's withdrawing from the account, saying that my work is more important, right? My work is more important or what I'm doing on the phone is more important. There's no communication. Now, I see this from some parents where they're actually speaking to the daughter over here, you know, or they're standing up and, you know, the mother is over here, like, you know, getting things out of the, you know, the daughter's hair and the daughter's just like, like half awake. But again, those are small, very, very small deposits. Now, are those deposits actually working? That's another story for another video. But those are the continual deposits, what a parent should do. But if a parent just sits down and they have like a six to seven, eight-year-old sitting there and they're trying to talk to the child and they're not saying anything, this is what happens. Other things that could happen is like, go clean your room. No, let's go. I'm busy. Let's do this. Let's do that. Those are all withdrawals, right? So I'm going to give you another example. If the trust account is so high, what happens is that good things have a tendency of formulating. So the last time I had saw these two individuals, this just happened recently. There was a Colombian from New York and another girl, I don't know where she's from, New Zealand or somewhere, right? Hadn't seen them in one year, Colombian, two years for the other girl. And so when I saw her, the, the girl, the, let's just say the, the woman from New Zealand, her name's Donna. She came right up to me and she gave me a hug. See, high trust, open communication. Haven't seen you in the longest you pick up right where you left off. Why? Because the earlier deposits are still there. Have you ever saw that with anyone you've actually come across in your life? Think about it. Where you pick up right where you left off. John, how's everything? Oh my God. And you get hugs and you sit down and you're all excited. After about one hour of talking, you go home and you're like, I can't believe I saw John. And you talk about it with all your friends and this and that. It's because the earlier deposits are still there. But relationships that you have on a routine basis, they need constant nurturing. So what I'm going to say here is when it comes to that particular child, okay, like I was just telling you about, if you're constantly, let's just say a child's getting ready to make a big decision in their life and you are trying to give them guidance and they're just not accepting it. It's because that they've already been emotionally withdrawn. Their bank account is emotionally completely broken. So what happens when the situation arises and that, chi that child needs guidance and they're trying to plan for university or make a big decision, you have the knowledge. You may have the wisdom, but because the account is overdrawn, that particular child is going to end up making decisions from a short range perspective that might have long-term consequences, right? So a lot of you are like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because with my kids or the people I've dealt with or this or that, I see this on a routine basis. Well, what can you do? Well, it's all about starting by making small deposits, like I've told you, right? And so let's just say if your daughter is hiding away in the room or you know your child that was on the train, you know, is sitting there saying, oh, mommy doesn't want to speak to me or little things like that, you can actually bring her her favorite ice cream or you could take her do something. I'm telling you, spontaneity is the best. 
because you know more about your daughter than anyone else does, except of course friends and whatnot. But you know, okay, my daughter likes this, she likes that, she likes this, so let me surprise her. The little things, not so much telling her what to do, but just building up that bond. That's very, very important, right? It's like going bowling or going to the movie together. Again, what could be a deposit for her or what could be a deposit for you may not be a deposit for her. So it's very important to know what is it that she loves or what is it that she likes to do or what is it that, again, you know your children or you know your spouse, you know the people in your relationship, at your friendships, your home life, your brother, your sister more than anyone else. So again, the most important deposit I would say is don't judge, don't preach, don't probe, right? Again, you have to listen. You guys understand me? You guys have to listen. Then you can seek to be understood. But listening is the most important. This is why the Empathic Listening uh, podcast that I did a long time ago was so vastly important. So, and saying all of that, guys, this is the basis of the emotional bank account. And the six deposits is going to come shortly right after this. Those six deposits, as you can see, those are paid. So you will have to pay to go into those deposits. And I will create different templates for you to write things down and so that you can actually get guidance within this. Um, but again, this version is obviously free because I want to post it on YouTube and I want to post it on Udemy so you guys get the nice little basis of what I will be discussing. So if you guys are interested, again, you could go on to Udemy or if you're already on Udemy, hey, again, this course is available and I will be more than happy to guide you through this also. And again, questions, Q&As, other things will come about. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, uh, emotional bank account course. If you guys are interested in the subsequent about six to eight videos, please let me know. And I'll be more than happy to guide you guys through all of this. So guys, until then, over and out.